night tossing, turning, mind racing, trouble getting to sleep, trouble falling asleep. Well, welcome. Uh, This is Sleep With Me, the podcast that puts you to sleep. We do it with a bedtime story. All you need to do is get in bed, turn out the lights, and press play. I'm going to do the rest. And what I'm going to do is create a safe place where you can set aside whatever's been keeping you up, whatever's been running through your brain, uh, whether it's overthinking, anxiety, worry, sad, sadness, emotional, other emotional things going on. Emo- you know, I like to call it emotional turbulence. But they, man, they might be saying that's a loaded word. Okay, well, let's keep moving then. Anything going on with your body, any pain or anything, I want to distract you from whatever it is that's been keeping you awake. So, like I said, I'm going to create a safe place. I'm going to send my voice here across the deep, dark night. Because what I want to help you do is cross over that mysterious threshold from sleep, uh, from wake into sleep. Anyway, I have mysterious thresholds from word to word. Will he pronounce? So that's another threshold. Let me use lulling, soothing tones, pointless meanders. A, uh, I'm going to craft a little, I'm going to attempt to craft a little story. Yeah, but instead of, like you say, okay, well, you're going to, so now I'm going to go into a, a long metaphor about what the podcast is about if you're new here. But the main thing is if you're trying to figure out, you say, should I keep playing or not? I'm going to try to distract you and put you to sleep instead of thinking about whatever's going on with you. What's ever keeping me up? I'm going to be a little silly and a lot lulling and kind of like dribbly, a bit dribbly this podcast is. And you just kind of let it play and I'll try to take your mind off stuff. Because uh, what I'm going to do is I'm going to talk about metastasis, a Colombian version of Breaking Bad. And then I'm going to talk about Breaking Bad. Before I do either one of those things, I'm going to try to yeah, figure out some Spanish language wor- words that I saw in the episode of Breaking Bad. But I also try to I say, well, you don't mean I'm not crafting a story. I'm kind of putting it together a bit like if you get, you know, when you're a kid, you say, OK, you so you're going to you're build, you're doing some story building. You're doing a story building. You're building a metaphor about story building. Uh, yes, correct. OK, so is this going to be a, is this going to be a template? I don't know. I never I always have trouble with those templates. So to, can you use another word? Okay, so what do you, what's you, okay, can you just do, ask me a question, because I do, but okay, so what are your, what are your building materials? Are you going to use Legos, you know, something modern, or are you going to go more in the Playmobil, European? And I say, usually I'm the one getting corrected, but I'm pretty sure Legos are European too. And I, I don't know about Playmobil, but, it, but, you know, I wonder, if we talked about that, has there ever been any national conflicts over, you know, the country that makes Playmobil? versus the country that makes the Legos. And you might say, is my whatever you are, but I don't know if you you sound a bit like a life, you sound life coachy. You say, okay, well, you're, you're, yeah, I am. I'm trying to, to keep you focused here. You're going off about, yeah, you, can't you stick with the metaphor about story building, building? I can't because now I am distracted uh, because I'm thinking about that. That's a distinct possibility. I think maybe Legos are Danish. Uh, though they may be Swedish, and I think, you know, Playmobil, I don't know, what if we said they were, is, Nor- is Norway's a country, right? So what if they were Norwegian, just for just for fun's sake? And then what if my, ge- now my geography now, I see some fingers, so but what if, I said that would be an interesting conflict. Now, unfortunately, we can't, you know, these are trademarked, and Lego's already got the brilliant minds a Lego story that was actually crafted because that was Phil Lord and Christopher Miller, I think. So and now I'm getting distracted from it. So we wouldn't use that, but now I'm getting distracted because I'm just trying to think, you know, what would set off you like plastic shortage? There you go. So now we have, excuse me, life coach, you've gotten silent. Are you a story consultant, life coach? Uh, you've gotten silent. You, you're doing the old, I've had many. Well, I've never had a coach, but I've had many other people in the, that type of role. You're doing the old, let me dig my own hole, aren't you, life lesson thing. Okay, well, you, you can see how that, you can bill me, how about that? Bill me for your consult, oh wait, you're a part of my brain? Oh boy, I gotta cut back on the uh, sugar because I, I got suddenly a new part of my brain trying to coach me, and I don't think in the, you know, the, the buddy coach sense to sound. But anyway, maybe I could bill myself. But yeah, so there, 
And this could be, and you say, how is he going to make this into a bedtime metaphor? Well, I say easy because, okay, your plastic shortage, which would trigger this European uh, toy maker. You know, of course, the toy makers, the corporations would be run by two uh, very interesting individuals who, you know, there'd be some sort of twists in there. And you say, you know, we say we'd have to avoid if they were in love or related, but we could figure something out. That's Lord Miller's territory. But you say, yeah, there's some sort of conflict. And then the, you know, they're already also, so candy shortage, oh, candy shortage. How how did I get here? It's a plastic shortage. Uh, but really, I was just trying to get to the metaphor about bedtime because at bedtime, it could feel like that. So that's your catalyst or whatever you want to call it. Your, so the plastic shortage, there you go. That's the thing, you know, that says that's why the candy. And you could go to bed. You have a, sh- a sleep shortage. You know, we have a time shortage. And at bedtime, sometimes we have a sensibility shortage. So you might lie down and then you have this vague sense of unease, just like these two toys, you know, the good, the Lord of Playmobil and Hans Lego, uh, you know, as they lie down to bed and they said, tonight, you know, I was watching, the, you know, his country after country banned plastics. I said, you know, and I said, I heard, you know, then we heard that that neutral, you know, the Swiss it perfected, of course, a plant-based plastic, perfect for toys. Uh, but, of course, you know, the only ingredient for it is uh, is tulips. So, and, you know, the, the, the Dutch have said, uh, and he said, I wonder if we could get, I can wonder if I could get, to, to, gen, you know, general, general plastics on the phone. Again, I'm short on, and they say, can you push, you know, push into, bring, we don't have a military, sir. Okay, we'll just see. Remember what the U.S. did? They hired a second military. Do that. And then send those guys in. And seize the, seize the tulips and the windmills. Now, for you, a bedtime may be a different thing. But it's some sort of, you say, well, just I don't have enough of this, whether it's money or love or happiness, and they say, and then it's like a double thing. It's like you have one part of you telling you you don't have enough of something, and then you got another part of you harping at you to do something about it, and then you're kind of there. You're like, well, I'm just going to bed, you know. You and you, and you maybe even like the Dutch, whatever they had there. Maybe the prince, prince of Dutch, uh, you know, says they don't even appreciate, or all the Dutch people stopped appreciating the tulips. Maybe that's like an extra layer of the story. Uh, not saying that because it's hard to appreciate things when you're tired and then you got, and then you have the whole other Lego, you know, the Lego empire. And, but they figured out, they, they realized that the, uh, Playmobil people were hiring a third party, you know, mercenary army. The Legos just weaponized their toys, so they were actually first, you know, to seize the tulips. Uh, but then it's a great, uh, once then uh, I think the Playmobil people cut off the uh, the lanes to ship the tulips, and then there was a standstill, which, you know, created regional conflicts. They always say that, you know, regional conflicts were sparked by those events. And, you know, all these events could cause regional, you know, a little heartburn, you know, you might, your heart rate might be up. You might, your pain level might be up. Those are regional conflicts within you. And, you know, you might even have general, you say, well, it's a general malaise punctuated by regional conflicts. Uh, don't put that in intake form. Trust me on that. They say, I was just here for a physical. And they said, but you said you had regional conflicts. You know, that's a code. And I say, no, 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 I actually feel like I have regional, I'm pretty sure. I said, hey, can you do anything, do, do you do any removal of internal life coaches? Because I need to get rid of this internal life coach. And then you, sometimes you really, so then you say, man, this metaphor is not going anywhere. And I'm, I'm still interested, you know, so I'm getting drawn into a nonsensical story. Like even tonight, I'm distracted. I'm trying to make a metaphor to distract you. But to let you understand that the podcast is here to take your mind off of stuff so you can fall asleep. And I was in the ma- middle of mashing up a little metaphor there to say, okay, yeah, I can relate to this uh, this toy-based conflict because I feel like conflict at bedtime and I wouldn't mind being distracted.
but I'm having trouble doing that because I'm saying, man, she's, I, you know, has, I don't know. I would love to see the details of this, this toy conflict, but of course my mind doesn't want to reveal them at this time. So I'm just, I keep looking in that corner of my mind. And all I see is that, you know, Playmobil pirate ship that costs about $8,000, that play set. And then just a general uh, mass of Legos, you know, multicolored and looking joyous. And I said, why, what are you looking so joyous for? Leave the Dutch alone. And I say, somebody get Root Van Nesselroy on this. I'd say, you know, I'd say, can we have Kitty? And they say, well, he's been, and I say, no, not Rude. And I say, wait, what did you say? You didn't finish what had happened to Rude. And I say, well, he was hired by one of the, and I say, I don't want to know because I don't want to choose sides. But so then, so that's the podcast. Sometimes I can even get distracted in the intro. And that's a good thing, I guess, is say, if you were here for some sensible things, you'd say, well, geez, I was looking for someone that was more able mind and bodied with their podcast. But you kind of, you just, and I think that's what a lot of reviews say. Well, just, this just, he just works, this thing, this guy, it just happens to work there for, for some people. So I'm going to try to take your mind off of stuff. And I understand it could be irritating or a little strange if this is your first time here. But it's well-intentioned. All I want to do is send my voice across the deep, dark night. Maybe make you feel less alone if you feel that way. Not everybody does. And, you know, to say, say, oh, I'll, I'll kind of listen to this. And you listen for as long, you know, at some point you'll be like, okay, he changed subjects. He stopped talking about that. It was kind of interesting, but I kind of, he just wasn't making any sense about the Playmobiles and the Legos. And he said, well, there was a truce. So I, you know, the story kind of, you know, didn't work. It was all, it was all just a marketing campaign. And then because they had got purchased by the Koch brothers, both toys, and they also own Emoji Corp. If you listen regularly, unfortunately, so I, I don't know. That's what the podcast is. I do my best to take your mind off of stuff, and I'm glad you're here. And I hope the show helps you out. Thanks for stopping by, and I really hope I help you fall asleep. All right, housekeeping. We're on the web, www.sleepmovingpodcast.com. You can find older episodes there. You can comment on the website. You can email me, feedback at sleepwithmepodcast.com. Uh, we're on Twitter at Dear Scooter on Facebook. I want to thank Chris Posty Posterson from Sounds Like an Earful, who does the music and edited this episode. I want to thank Scotty and Jennifer on our artwork. we got a Facebook group at sleepwithmepodcast.com slash nods, N-O-D-S. I want to thank Alexandra, Laura, Lida Lie, Julie C., Rachel L. to the G., and Jennifer B., who do the moderating over there. And I think that's it, so uh, let's get on the show. Uh, hey, are you up all night tossing, turning, mind racing, uh, trouble getting to sleep, trouble falling asleep? Well, welcome. This is Sleep With Me, the podcast that's here to put you to sleep. We do it the bedtime story. All you need to do is get in bed. Turn out the lights and press play. I'm going to do the rest. And what I'm going to do is create a safe place where you can set aside whatever's been keeping you up, whether it's your body, your mind, or your feelings, uh, whether you're thinking or hurting, or you're even excited. I'm going to try to distract you from that. And I'm going to send my voice here across the deep, dark night. And I'm just going to tell you a little silly story uh, this one will be grounded in reality about an old job I once had. And, uh, you know, first I'm going to do a long-winded, some would say. I would say long-winded, I guess. Uh, long, I don't know what the long tail is in the suit. So then I'm now, okay, well, that's what the uh, introduction is going to be an attempt. Uh, one, for me to understand the long tail. I think it was Chris Anderson that co- coined to that term. And then I'm going to try to make that into a metaphor about the podcast. But I'll give you the, the TLDL, too long, don't listen version right now. And that's kind of it. That's it would be, I guess I could have called it the TLDL podcast. Uh, it's too long. You know, TLDL, too long, don't really listen, but kind of listen. So you're distracted, so you get put to sleep. Uh, but I don't know what the... I don't know if that's like an ampersand. No, that was not an ampersand. It's where those letters, uh, you know, where it says, okay, that spells out a word. 
And it's like, not any word I know about. Uh, but that's what the podcast does. I try to take your mind off. So if I try to distract you uh, using silly stories, a little bit of something familiar, similar to humor. Uh, we're, and, and again, these are perfectly acceptable. Where you say, well, I'm not sure if I'm laughing with Scooter or at him. More chuckling because uh, he's saying something inco. He's trying to be coherent, but it's a bit incoherent. And that's an acceptable. And anywhere else, you know, you'd probably be shamed for that. At this podcast, it's an acceptable dynamic. And it's acceptable to fall asleep in the middle of the sentence. It's acceptable to say. I can feel him. He's trying to go for a point. Is he going to talk about the long tail? Because that could be uh, uninteresting. Interesting to see him. He can't even. He can't even get through this. Trying to link interesting and uninteresting. Uh, so you can tune me out. You can chuckle. And this is a common refrain heard in the, the Sleep With Me podcast households. Honey, what was Scooter talking about last night? We, I heard you. Uh, I don't know, it was like a sleepy guffaw, more like a guffaw, you know, a softer, you know, without any of the German, you know, more like a guffaw, like a French guffaw. How do the French say guffaw, dear? And I don't know, I think Scooter was talking, he may have been talking in French about lemonade. And I'm pretty sure he was talking about some sort of French lemonade he was going to invent and he was going to serve it at the uh, Secret History of the Doily Book launch. Uh, or he was talking about the Mad Hatter, but he could have been either one. I don't know. Uh, but man, yeah, they, I, I, I don't know. Maybe he was, that could have been a dream too. You know, I think I had a dream that Scooter was eating lemons and he says, Scooter. And then I fell asleep even when I see, and I said, oh, that's Scooter. So that's a common. You know, anywhere else in the world, you'd say, "I'm sorry. What? What was that? What was that last four sentences you said, ma'am?" Uh, you know, I'm going to need to bring someone in from the board. You know, so I have a fourth party observer here again. Okay, who's this scooter with the friend? Uh, or you know, you might pay. They say, "Okay, let's talk about the symbolism." And the the man was eating lemons, and you say, "No, no, that he's not in my subconscious. That's scooter. He's on the borders of." Uh, you don't understand, doctor. Well, I'm not a doctor, ma'am. I'm Scooter still making a metaphor with, with you know, out on, on the, out on the borders of consciousness and sensibility. There's, there's a border town. It's called, it's not called Slumbertown because that's like, you know, we're, we're on the borders of that too. We're, we're, we're in between, believe it or not, this podcast exists on a, like the border of the border towns, uh, a Venn, this beautiful Venn diagram, like one of the nicer ones where there's lots of circles instead of two or three. And that's really, I guess we're going to have to discard the long tail because you want to talk about something that keeps people up at night. It's the, uh, the subtext of Venn diagrams, that's also coming out. Gingerbread Press Books 2017, as long as the secret history of the doily launch goes good. Uh, I don't have, that's, that's just a working title, uh, sub, the subtext of Venn diagrams. But, you know, I'll definitely work on something flashier once they see, you know, if I can sell any of these secrets, history of the doily. You know, when people find out they they say, you know, there's no secrets or history in this book. And I'd say, yes, but it comes with some lovely doilies. And also, you know, make your own do It's Well, I stole it from a Papelplicato book or repurposed it, as we say here in the uh, creative, whatever they call it. What do, you, what do we call it? We're creative marketing. I don't know. Yes, yeah, it was Papelplicato. Now it's a doily making kit. And I just crossed that out. I say, you know. Uh, doily made. It's a big doily. It kind of a close-up of a doily. So I say, hey, yeah, step across the room. And they say, well, it's not... I say, well, you cut it into a circle when you're done. That's part of the extra. See where I wrote that in? Step 14A. Uh, but as I said, this podcast exists out there on the border. Well, in between, we, they that was the only thing the border towns could agree on, that I wouldn't get any actual borders. But I've managed to cram myself in here in a very, you know, comfortable, you know, crammed space because there's a lot of air, you know, the, the sky above me. 
I think I'm crammed in between 16 saloons, right, where all these borders meet. So it's got good because between all the walls there's a nice humming white noise where all the music and chatter comes together. But, yeah, so this podcast sits, you know, between sleep and wake, between listening and not listening, between sense and sensibility, you know, between Jane Austen and uh, Jane the Virgin and, you know, Jane... Uh, that I can't think, you know, more plain Jane. Yeah, that was the one I was looking for, plain Jane. And, you know, Mary Jane for some folks, some folks maybe. And they say, man, man, now it all makes sense, Scoots. Tell it to me like it is. And I say, yeah, it's a border town, border of border towns. Uh, but the key border is, you know, you say, well, I'll listen for a little while. I, I'll listen to Scooters rambling instead of my own chattering or all those voices that are jacking for attention. You just listen to me. Uh, but clearly you don't need to take me super seriously because I'm stuffed here. You know, it's a, you just picture a bunch of Western towns. If 16 Western towns could be all back, you know, have, I guess like, yeah, just picture a big circle and they're all like little pie pieces. And in the center of the pie is where all the borders of the towns meet. And you say, who designs these towns? I say, you know, your Trivial Pursuits, the, uh, the family that invented Trivial Pursuit, you know, they did these border towns because they said they liked the pie shape uh, for some reason. But yeah, there's a little space right there in the middle for me, right where all the borders meet, where there's no room to be shamed by Venn diagrams, you know, like your brain will tell you a bit, I'm supposed to, would have, could have. And where they cross over, that's you. Uh, true effort and no effort in you. Uh, you know, whatever, success, failure. Well, no, it's just on that side. You know, just your brain never used Venn diagram. Has a Venn diagram? I mean, I love Venn diagrams. Uh, but I think, come on. I mean, when when are people, can we get some super, can we get the super friends on this? Like, when was the last time Venn diagrams were used to say, uh, hey, you're doing a pretty damn good job? You know, because it's always a little spot. Like, is it, I guess my Venn, if I was making it for you right now, I'd say, okay, here's a nice, what's your favorite color? Okay, that color, circle. That's doing your best. Here's a circle of the equal. What's your second favorite color? Okay. Fuchsia, really? You really have a color vocabulary. What are, you, are you a Panatone person? But anyway, and then that circle is a damn good job. They're the same size circle. Doing your best, damn good job. That's my Venn diagram for you. And, you know, then for all those other parts, it's like uh, uh, bedtime. And, you know, the rest of you brain parts, please be quiet. And I don't know, you see, attempts at a Venn diagram, I guess uh, maybe this is why they're only used for their best, you know, if you're going to repurpose Venn diagrams for good, it's really complicated because it's like, no, you need scarcity for Venn diagrams. You know, you need these two hulking circles of shame, you know, and then in the little is the meek little, you know, human and you say, that's you right in there where that, that overlap comes. Skill, persistence, chance of success. See that tiny dot? That's where they, that's the sweet, that's what you got to shoot for right there. Uh, but now, at bedtime, I, you know, I have the power of, you know, I said they, because I gave up waiting for the super friends, even though I call, only called them four minutes ago. And by the power, I just pushed all those Venn diagrams together. And dropped a little Roy G. Biv powder so that they just began and said, well, it's not just one circle. They say, what colors? I said, sleepy, sleepy color. And this is kind of the example I was talking about before. You say, anytime you feel like drifting off, you can. And, you know, if you want a recap of what we've kind of talked about, it won't make any more sense. They say, well, is he, gonna, is he was going to talk. He talked about French lemonade, which I still didn't get. And then he said he was going to talk about the long tail, but then he didn't. Then he got mad about Venn diagrams, but, you know, marginally mad. Well, you know, well, the other mad, he's, you know, madness. Uh, then he talked about something else. I can't remember. I think it was personal something. 
Uh, then he talked about something else. I think he tried to redo his French lemonade. He talked about a dream about eating lemons, maybe. Talked to misused the word metaphor 14 times. I noted that, but I didn't, didn't bother me either, even though my name is Johan Metaphor. I never met a four I, I didn't like. And then he tried that joke. Then he talked about Venn diagrams again, but I couldn't, I, I guess, and I said, was that the long tail part? I said, and then something, I think he, oh, border, he, Trivial Pursuit. He played a game of Trivial Pursuit, I think, as the episode. And I say, well, no, honey, I don't think he, he's pretty aware. He doesn't want to be a copy. That wouldn't that be a copyright violation? Well, you're right, dear. Maybe, I think he talked about Borderlands or Border. I know, that's Scooter. So ideally, if the podcast works for you, you'll have some reaction. I think that would be the, you know, the ideal reaction. Uh, uh, something like that. You say something along the lines of mild appreciation, I guess. And, and, you know, during the day, I get a lot more than that. Thank you, all of you. Uh, but that's what I would do. I'd take your mind off stuff, distract you, be a little bit silly. It's just, I just sit here and talk. I'll be at your bedside. You only got to kind of listen to me. It's a bedtime story for grown-ups. I want to be here to carry you again through the deep, dark night to take your mind off all that racing stuff. And like I said, I'm going to use the long, soothing tones, pointless meanders, uh, non, you know, nonsense to you. Attempt, you know, I, I'll attempt to make the nonsense within me sensible. And in doing so, you know, it's kind of like, I don't know, like it's processing it through a nonsense meter, you know, and then I'll talk about, I say, I wish I ever knew the plot of nonsense because I could use that. And, and yeah, and every once in a while I'll say something like, gosh, gosh, but gosh. But that's it. I'm glad you're here. It's a weird podcast, no doubt about it. Well intentioned. I just wanted to help you fall asleep. Uh, so I'm glad you're here. Thank you for stopping by. It takes courage and uh, to overcome the skepticism of this odd little show uh, to make it this far. Ideally, you may be asleep. Some of you may not. I'm going to be here for another 40 minutes, giving it my all. And I'm not kidding either. But you don't, you know, you, I'm going to give it my all so you don't have to. Uh, so that's it. Thanks for stopping by. I really hope I, I help you fall asleep. Thanks. All right, housekeeping. We're on the web, www.sleepwithmepodcast.com. Older episodes can be found on our website. You can comment on your website. You can email me feedback at sleepwithmepodcast.com. Uh, you can get me on Twitter at Dearest Scooter. I want to thank Chris Posty Posterson from Sounds Like an Earful who edited this episode and did the music. I want to thank Scotty and Jennifer who do our artwork. I want to thank our moderators. Julie C., Rachel L to the G., Lila Lai, Jennifer B., Alexandra, Laura, sleepwithmepodcast.com slash nods, N-O-D-S. And uh, so that's a Facebook group. Uh, what else? I think that's it. I'm glad. Uh, I think that's it. Let's get out of the show. Hey, you have only tossing, turning, mind racing, trouble getting to sleep, trouble falling asleep? Well, welcome. This is Sleep With Me, the podcast that's here to put you to sleep we do it the bedtime story all you need to do is get in bed turn out the lights and press play i'm going to do the rest and what i'm going to do is create a safe place where you can set aside whatever's running through your brain whatever your body is is if it's agitated or hurting or if your feelings are you know springing over the surface whatever any of those things are or something else i'm going to try to distract you from that and the way I'm going to do is I'm going to smooth out a little audio safe place here. And I may have already said that, but I was so busy smoothing it down, you know. And so I'm going to try to use lulling, soothing tones, pointless meanders. I'm going to send my voice and my attention here across the deep, dark night and do my best to escort you across that mysterious threshold between wake and sleep. And if it's your first time here, your first few times here, I know we're getting some new people in from the sampler show or hearing about us from other places. Welcome. I, I hope I can help you fall asleep. Uh, I'll be as honest with you as I can. This is a different show. It's it's uh, it, I'd say if it's in the abnormal range, you know, if you were looking, if you slap it up on any 
if you if this podcast had any transparency and you were to hold it up to light, like an artificial light source, or in the light of day, you'd say, okay, there's so that's the podcast there. Yes, this is a podcast in transparency form. Okay, there's something abnormal in there. Okay, sure. Which part? Well, in there, in there, most, yeah. I don't know, there, there, over there. Yes, yeah, it's, it's overall a bit abnormal. And I would say, I said, what are you, a professional transparency reader? And I said, geez, don't, you know, let me, I don't want to get you started on slide decks or anything because I know it's got to be sad for you. And that's the other podcast I do, the transparency podcast, which, you know, a bunch of news organizations like, could you change the name of it? Because you're just talking about transparencies. And they said, yeah, it's, it's my my other passion. Uh, to, well, and I, I don't even have an interest in transparencies. I just like talking to people that are into transparencies. And they said, yeah, but we're trying to do, you know, and I said, okay, okay. Let me, let me, you know, I'll make myself transparent if you pardon the pun. And then I stood there. This is a habit. I stood there too long. And well, anyway, enough about me. You know, enough about me. What am I going to do here? I'm going to try to take your mind off stuff. As I said, I'm going to try to distract you. Theory goes that I bait one of one of the things this podcast is based on is that you can't really think about two things at once. So I'd rather you listen to me. And, and I try to t- draw your focus in or your attention in from all the other stuff that's keeping you up, all the other narratives. And and, and, and then, but then I'll just kind of like meander and, you know, take my time getting to the point. There won't be, there's nothing in this podcast that's enthralling. If the working definition of enthralling is what I think it is. But, but it's, it, it'll, it'll kind of, it won't grab your attention. You'll just kind of note it. You kind of like you see the cat is sitting there out of the corner of your eye. It's still sitting there or something. I don't know if that's the best thing, but but I guess I'm, I'm, I'm distracted too because I was thinking about Macklemore of all people. And every once in a while, you know, I'll, I'll make a Macklemore reference. Actually, I don't know if I've made an actual Macklemore reference, uh, but but I've, you know, referenced Macklemore. But anyway, the, I was thinking this is a specific thing about Macklemore. Good thing. He's got this wonderful song out uh, with, with a powerful message and it is great. And, you know, try to control your knee jerking, especially at bedtime. It's called White Privilege 2. And it's kind of what, what it's about. But, but as I listened to it a few times, you know, I don't know Macklemore, and I definitely don't know, you know, I do, but, but I, I listen. And if you listen to the song, listen to it a few times. And on the fifth or sixth or seventh time, you'll say, wait a second. This Macklemore's got brain bots on top of all uh, that he's trying to do with that song and always trying to kind of work through and whatever. I mean, I, mean, I don't want to, you know. I want you to have your own journey with it. But I, I heard more than one level of Macklemore's brain bots in there, and it, you know, it struck a chord with me, along with the rest of the song. And I thought, this poor kid with his, are those epaulets, or what are those things called? I, I, I see the word. It looks like epaulets, but I don't know how to pronounce it. You know, with, with I said, this guy's got, he's got a lot of brain bots, and I, I fell for him. And here he is trying to process his feelings in about about what to do about what the song's about or, or just how to formulate his thinking about it. And man, he was really hammering himself mentally, and then he, you know he externalized it as well. Uh, but but I guess like if you're if you're alone in the deep dark night right now, and you like Macklemore like I do, and 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 what could be a more podcasty word than Macklemore? And Ryan Lewis, he he's he's pretty damn decent too. And that Ryan Lewis, he he's a hell of a young man as well. I don't want to take anything. I just haven't had a. I don't have a familiarity with Ryan Lewis's brain bots. Also, Ryan Lewis kind of looks. He looks like he one. He could be running a startup, uh, an internet startup. And Ryan Lewis looks like a little bit like a. I don't. I'm not positive with Jack Dor. Like almost like if. Uh, B.J. Novak was playing Jack Dorsey. I said, that's Ryan Lewis, maybe, but I, it could just be me. Uh, but this Macklemore, what one, yeah, I could say that all night. Macklemore almost does seem like, as you say, it's like one of those, uh, that's my favorite Muppet, Macklemore. I love that. 
He said, no, no. He said, oh, oh, you mean that Macklemore? I was thinking of Macklemore that was dancing around in my head with Macklemore, believe it or not. And when they they would do a high five and they called it a Smacklemore. And all the kids would fall down giggling. And so, and that's kind of why I do this podcast, because while I'm talking, stuff like that is really going through my head. And it, and it tends to kind of distract you, because you say, well, I don't know if I could take this guy seriously. He seemed to be heading right to, like, he was he was in knee-jerk territory. He was talking about white privilege to Macklemore. And then he kind of went down a bit, took a strange bend was it was and he said what i could, i guess i could remember that from the song where he was kind of form and he said well i guess maybe he does have brain bots and imagine if the brain bots were the one the ceiling couldn't hold them you know that's what i mean re-listen to that song now and say what if uh, ray dalton is the externalization of macklemore's brain bots and they say okay now now you're like honey now i know for sure we can, we don't need to take this scooter seriously uh, because while I was trying to make a roadmap of where he was going, he redirected traffic right into Nonsense Town. Uh, but I guess I guess my point was to try to maybe you say, well, that Macklemore's got brain bots too, you know, and, and who knows if he sleeps good or not. Uh, but I would suppose that every once in a while he, he has trouble sleeping if that's what his internal dialogue is like at all. And he seems like a thinker. He's a bit of a thinker in a good way. And care, he's a care. He seems to care, and he seems to want to help. And uh, what do you call that? Not just enact change and empower change, uh, but catalyze it. Maybe I don't know. I, I, I haven't looked at my word of the month calendar yet. Okay, so if anyone's still with me, obviously we've lost all the the um, you know Mac Macklemore dislikers or. The people that hate hearing that word, they said, well, I did like him until he said his name 55 times. They said, all right, I won't say it again. But it's really hard not to when they're doing the they're doing the Smacklemore right now, really in my head. And he's got that slicked back hair and that really that really joyous face, both him, both of them. Oh, but I, I won't say it. I'll just say Oshkosh, bagosh. Uh, but yeah, is this, if this is your first time here, oh. Whoa. Whoa, whoops, I guess I'd say if I was going to double down on trying to recruit people to listen to the podcast, I can only be myself, I guess, and only do what I do. And it's honest dose of what this podcast is like. Uh, so so I guess if you're with me here, you're like, okay, my fault, or you may, ideally maybe you're drifting off already. And, you know, you're giving, your, you know, you're giving a couple people high fives. You know, fuzzy friends, or maybe you're rolling over and saying, "Okay, is Ryan?" You know, report. If you're a reporter, maybe to be taken. Is Jack Jack Dorsey equals Ryan Lewis? And then maybe like B. Then just like another thought bubble with a circle at BJ Novak question mark. And then maybe below, but just put this just for me, conspiracy theory, but just leave it down there. So when you wake up, then you'll be even more confused. You'll say, okay, Jack Dorsey, Ryan Lewis, and B.J. Novak. I said, did I have a dream about? Oh, boy. Really? I don't remember it. So the last thing I thought of was this dancing Muppet with, you know, the, one of those, those military band jackets. And there was there's dancing things on the top of the Muppet's head saying the ceiling can't hold us. And something, I think, Ray Dalton externalization, I put that down too. But, but that's the podcast. It, it's, you know, I, I've had trouble sleeping on and off. I had a, a terrible bout of insomnia when I was young. And that's why I do the show. I can relate to, to being in the, alone in the deep dark night. That's one to whatever malfunctioning is going on in my brain seems either well-suited or adaptable uh, to helping you carry off in a dreamland. If you enjoy silly stuff, uh, that's on the dull side of silly. You know, that's that's what we do here. And, and I just want to help you fall asleep. I just want to carry off in a dreamland. I'm going to do my best. It, give it a couple of tries. If it doesn't work for you, I'm sorry. You know, you, you put a time investment in here. And I realize they can be incredibly irritating. 
uh, to some people, but you know, I'm just trying my best. So, so, so just take a breath. And, and there's other, there's plenty of other stuff out there. Uh, you know, with some rain, raindrops or so, so, you know, white noise or LibriVox or Audible, tons of stuff. So I hope you find something that does help you. But for now, just give us a couple tries. Uh, main message I try to get across is I'm glad you're here. Thank, thank you for coming by. And, and more than, uh, sometimes they say, I really want to, I hope I help you fall asleep. But really, I deeply desire to help you fall asleep. And, and I, I don't even understand totally why. So let's give it a shot, all right? Uh, housekeeping, we're on the web, www.sleepwithmepodcast.com. Older episodes are on the website. You can comment there. You can email me feedback at sleepwithmepodcast.com. Uh, get me on Twitter at Dearest Scooter or on Facebook. Uh, we've got a Facebook group, sleepwithmepodcast.com slash nods. I want to thank our moderators, Jennifer B., Rachel L to the G, Lie to Lie, Julie C, Alexandra and Laura. I want to thank uh, Scotty and Jennifer on our artwork. I want to thank Chris Posty Posterson who edits some of our episodes. He's got a podcast, Sounds Like an Earful. And I think that's it. So let's get on to the show. Uh, hey, are you up all night tossing, turning, mind racing, trouble getting to sleep, trouble falling asleep? Well, welcome. This is Sleep With Me, the podcast that's here to put you to sleep we do it the bedtime story all you need to do is get in bed turn out the lights and press play i'm going to do the rest and what the rest means i'm going to create a safe place where you can set aside whatever's been running through your brain whatever's got you tossing and turning whether it's mental physical or emotional i'm going to try to distract you from all that and the way i'm going to do is i'm use lulling soothing tones pointless meanders pregnant pauses incomprehensible nonsense as uh, many I think that's been on more than one report card you know that's like most people have kids or were a kid they didn't use you know all those extra spaces to put notes in but you know I'm the one they said no we need to you know remember when your high school did the remodel well, first they used indelible ink. That was in, I think, fourth or fifth grade. And I thought I had something I was going to talk about for our long-winded metaphor tonight, but it's going, we're going straight to report cards, I guess. And how about this for uh, disjunction? I was, I was thinking about MIA's song Paper Planes, and now we're going to talk, because, it, it, like, uh, a few things could be more apt, though, than for your brain to seize on, or your brain bots, or all the stuff to keep you up at night, it, 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 instead of, other than report cards. Uh, but if you're new here, I just want to kind of sit things up. So I'm going to talk, I'm going to ramble, we're going to do an intro, uh, where I'm going to try to familiarize you with the strange nonsense that goes on here. But at any time during the intro, or any time after that, you feel tired, you feel, you know, just just go ahead and nod off whenever you feel like it. Uh, the goal is to give you something to listen to that's kind of engaging, you know, kind of interesting, kind of humorous, like more interesting and engaging than whatever, you know, whatever part of you is jockeying for your attention. I want to be, you know, more interesting than that, but not interesting enough to keep you up at night. And that's all I want to do. So I was thinking about report cards because I remember they did it at one time. I immediately started talking about, what did I say, incomprehensible nonsense. I, I think they used to get, they finally, the school invested in this stamp just for my report card. You know, and then for the kids, they'd say, well, how'd you drag him into your incomprehensible nonsense? And I'd say, I don't know. I don't know. I mean, most of the time, I don't even know, I still am not sure I know what incomprehensible nonsense is, you know, because if it's incomprehensible, how could it be nonsense? Or if it's incomprehensible nonsense, then, well, how would you know it's nonsense? Or is is that, and then I say, well, is that, a, I think those were, and those were different meetings about my report card. That's how those went. And, you know, it's hard to believe that, uh, this story, but at one point, I think in fifth grade, they didn't, one time they handed out the report cards. And this was a time, you know, when the, the commercial companies were actively discriminating against left-handed people. And I think this might've been the last gasp of the great, uh, uh, you know, what those pen, pen companies go, cause they tried to come out with this, they, they'd had enough of pencils, I guess these, uh, Bic and Mead and whoever else is in that 
and they decided to take on Faber and whatever paper made or whoever the pencil empires are. And they said, let's make ourselves some erasable ink. Let's do, let's finally do this. And it was a, a, a bit of a craze when I was a boy. And for right-handers, I don't know. I don't have a right-hander's opinion, but I was a left-hander in that, uh, what I, like I already could barely write anyway. Uh, but it was worse than a pencil because, you, you know, you drag your hand, you know, your twisted writing claw, your, you know, like a lobster claw as a left-hander. And you'd spread, uh, you know, you'd ruin anything you were doing. If I didn't already ruin it on my own, the ink would do it for me because the page would be covered in uh, not a fingerprint, but a side of my handprint of uh, erasable ink. And as children, a lot of children, you just have to adapt. So I learned to to have a very high sensitivity uh, to erasable ink. So I could spot it at like 100 yards. I'd say, well, that's erasable ink over there. I better stay away from that. And so I'll never forget this one day, this teacher hands out the report cards and I give my report card. I said, I could tell as clear as day that that was written with erasable ink and not being the brightest kid. And I, I swear it was not a bad grade. It may have been a B, but I said to myself, uh, I wonder if this will erase, you know, maybe I'll help the old teach out. I mean, this could have been the narrative I wrote in my mind. And, of course, I picked the one. I didn't have any erasable ink pens. One, because they were kind of a rip-off, and two, because I'm left-handed, and I loathe them. Uh, but so I said to this kid, and I, he, he was he was a tattletale, and I shouldn't have known that. But I said, hey, can I borrow your, uh, your, your pen, your erasable ink pen? And, you know, people, I was Mr. Messy. I had friends, but, you know, I, people didn't really want to loan me things, you know, because I tended to chew on them or uh, take them apart or conduct experiments. And that's what I had. So I said, okay, well, let me just say, he said, why did you mean pen? I said, I'm going to run a little test here on this report card. And then I raced, well, I started to race my grade. Of course, he told on me. Uh, but I, I don't think I'm recalling it accurately because then I can remember. Well, I think years later, I, I then I just started to write, you know. And I remember one time I erased a grade. I don't know what grade year it was. Uh, so much that it, you know, when you erase it so much that the, uh, what do you call it? Uh, you start to lose paper. You know, the, the first shiny surface of paper reveals the more craggy, uh, softer innards. Uh, so, but, but I guess my point was about indelible ink. And I guess the thing about bedtime is it's like you go you go to get in bed and you maybe you do everything you write or maybe you're you know you're just exhausted and you've been running all day all evening and then you finally climb in bed uh, whichever whatever it is like uh, you know as soon as you lie down a lot of times whether it's your mind body or your feelings they say well it's just we got to go over this report card about okay, which report card? Because I didn't know they were coming today. And maybe if you say my kid's report, no, 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 your report card. Uh, and then maybe you even know what you say, well, today's report card, because I didn't think, think no, 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 we're going well, to do them in, we're going to do a whole life, you know, life report card. And then this year, a future report card, because, oh boy, if you could see the report cards that are coming. And then you say, well, this is sounding more like a report card report. And then your brain, you know, maybe a like, great idea. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, next up at 11 p.m., the report card report. And they say, well, Doris, uh, we're reporting here. We're live from your bed right next to you, right in your ear. Way too close here. And, yes, I'm in Doris's bed, and I'm speaking. Also, I'm speaking reporting directly to you, Doris. And I wonder how you're feeling about the uh, incoming, about-to-be-announced report card report. And they say, well, I'm confused because I thought, is this a news report or a report on the, is there, so is there a, you're reporting on a report about my report cards? Like they're releasing a report card report and you're reporting on that. And you might say, hold on, Scoots, you're on to something. I say, yeah, this is kind of what the podcast does is they intervene on your behalf. But the main thing I'm here to is kind of put a stop to that. I say, hold, hold on, Doris is trying to sleep here. And just so everybody knows that's the name of my pillow, you know, but I've personified that pillow so I could use her as an example. And I say, you know, uh, you know, and I say, Doris, don't worry, I'm going to pretend. And you say, okay, now I'm really confused. 
And he said, well, you you just close your eyes whenever. I'm going to use this kind of calm voice. I'm going to de-escalate stuff, Doris. Uh, don't you worry. You just lie. Hey, hey, reporter. Wow, is that a, what do you call that? Is there a periwinkle tie you've got on there for this report? And then the reporter will just, usually your brain will look at me at this point because it doesn't expect to be addressed directly. And with a kind of open welcome or something. I say, hey, why don't you tell? So, what's coming up on this report? I'm, I'm, is it was that the teaser or was that the, uh, uh, was that the lead-in? Because I don't know the difference between those things. Okay, and then your brain's still looking at me. Say, well, you, hey, you want me to take? Can I take the mic from you? I'll do the report card report. Hey, this is Scooter here reporting on the report card report. Uh, live on location, we got a great reporter here. Reporter. Periwinkle Johnson, we call we call we call we call you Scoots Scoops, right? Uh, who's doing a fine report? He just handed me the report. It sounds like it's uh, a lot of a lot of reactionary stuff predicting the future. But it seems like all these reporters, uh, they're trying to uncover all these reports to protect poor Doris from the unknown future. And it seems like they kind of say, I don't understand these, these great, great reporters here at the report card report. You know, they, they, they're looking at the past and they say, well, geez, I don't know. And I think these are all former weather people that got pushed out once the meteor, meteorologist came. Yep. Okay. I knew it. So that's what happened, folks, is that one of the things that keeps you up at night and I'm not going to say it's a conspiracy because look at it, the person's in a periwinkle tie. Uh, but there could be some association with weather people that were pushed out by meteorologists. They repurpose themselves into reporters on report card reports. And then as soon as you lie down to bed, you know, they say they're hired as consultants by some sort of party that's worried or And they say, look at this, this is all an indelible ink in this report. It's all about, you know, it's in, you say, well, what is, is that PE? No, that's like, a, and they say, no, 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 we got rid of PE, physical education, we just have physical. So these are all the listings of ways you're deficient physically. And then we, you know, we got rid of mathematics, we just gave you all Fs. And, and all the other subjects, but here's, uh, we even have breath here. I guess we should move that to physical, huh? And then we have, you know, all these different things about effort, uh, you know, follow through. It wasn't follow through, uh, uh, talking back, assumptions. Look at that. You got a straight checks and assumptions. Uh, oh, no, this, that's problems from all your assumptions, and the tricky thing is once these reports start coming in, it's kind of like you, your battery's out of your remote. You're like, okay, I know I should shut this off, but I don't want to miss it in case there's actually something I could use and I can't shut it off. And I don't know how well this metaphor is coming together, but they, they don't always do that. But, I, you know, I'm here to intervene on your behalf. I say, hey, let me take that remote from you. I know about this report card report. Believe it or not, there's a couple bloggers that just give it, like they put it into bullet points. You can read it about it tomorrow. And I, I, I'll i be honest, and I don't want to say this in a, a hurtful way, this channel's known to just fear-mongering around report cards. And also, as far as I can tell, there's not really any real report cards about adulthood. Uh, and usually the people that are distributing, that they're, they're like report card hobbyists. These are former weather people. And, you know, it can seem pretty real because that one's wearing a periwinkle tie. And they do have it. It says report card report in that manila envelope. And they do have your name on there and things. I want to tell you, you do you just lie back. I'm gonna I'm gonna tell like a little bit of a silly story based on Spanish language words I was trying to extract from this latest episode, and I'm gonna talk about the corresponding episode of Breaking Bad, and then the corresponding episode of Metastasis, or Metastasis and Breaking Bad, and I'm gonna take my time, and I'm gonna get there. It'll be a little bit, but so don't worry about any of those reports. Can you see the weather? Look at how enthralled the former weather people are by this voice. So I'm just going to de-escalate. There's no reports here. It's not report time. But all the reports will get filed. Don't you worry, former weather people. I'm here to listen to all of you. 
in a strange way by just kind of talking. And that's it. That's how the podcast works. It's, it's odd. It's strange. Uh, but I'm going to be here doing my best to just pull in a little bit of your attention and take my time. And sometimes I'll try to go places and try to do stuff and it won't, you know, it's kind of deteriorate. Much like the whole erasable ink, you know, that was, I think that was, and sometimes things, things won't make any sense. Like the fact that the company that was making the, the pens uh, used by all the children were made, was making cigarette lighters. They say, what? And we, and then you'll just kind of have a laugh because it was in the past and there's nothing we can do about it now. Oh, wait, it's in the present. Okay, well, there's nothing we, right now, we're just going to bed. Uh, so that's it. I'm glad you're here. I really hope I can take your mind off of stuff. I'm glad you stopped by. I'm going to send my voice and my intention here across the deep, dark night and try to take your mind off of stuff so you can fall asleep, all right? Thanks for coming by. Uh, hey, you up all night tossing, turning, mind racing, trouble getting to sleep, trouble falling asleep? Well, welcome. This is Sleep With Me, the podcast that's here to put you to sleep we do with the bedtime story all you need to do is get in bed turn out the lights and press play i'm going to do the rest and what i'm going to do is uh, create a safe place where you can set aside whatever's been keeping you up at night whatever's got you tossing and turning uh whether it's your your mind thinking or your body you've got some kind of pain or discomfort or something emotionally you're going through i'm going to try to take your attention off of that i'm going to tell a lulling soothing tale I don't know tonight we have a guest on, but but you know it'll be it'll be a different tale. It'll be a similar tale like, uh, but basically it's a bedtime story for grown-ups to just kind of to give you something else to think about. The idea is you can't really concentrate on two things at once. In a bedtime, you really don't want to concentrate on anything, and you definitely don't want any kind of orange. You know, remember, does orange juice still come and concentrate? But but you don't have to concentrate on this podcast, I guess, as a message. Like, kind of listen to me. I'll try to be a little bit silly. I'll try to be soothing. I'll try to keep it all in a moderate tone. But you don't have to concentrate on what I'm saying. You can kind of loosely hold on to it. Almost like the difference between, I think I've maybe used this metaphor before, but the difference between, well, let's do a, let's do a guided metaphor. I don't know if I've ever done a guided metaphor before. If it goes anything like my guided meditations, uh, but to, to try to give you an idea what the podcast is, you know, I want you to lie back and relax and think about if the if uh, if an excellent podcast like Radio Lab or Nocturne or Ninety Nine Percent Invisible Mystery Show, any of those podcasts, if they were a snowball, and, and I want you to imagine you're kind of holding a snowball in your hand. And we all, most of us, now some of you might have to use your imagination. You've never gripped a snow. It's fine. I don't want to leave you out. It's just a big mass of uh, like a ice and you kind of pack it together. And you might have a, you, you probably have a pretty decent grip on it. But also the snowball, the story, the podcast in this case has a kind of grip of its own uh, cohesiveness, probably a coherent, coherent shape, you know, a rounded, you know, maybe some dents from your fingers it has some density, it has some mass to it. And when you hold it, it feels solid in your hand. And you're probably gripping away, you're like, well, I could do something with this if you're listening to one of those shows. It might just be visceral enjoyment. But you say, well, now I'm thinking about, uh, you know, now I'm thinking about street lights or neon or belt buckles or, you know, uh, lunch boxes or the meaning of life. And he's, well, you know, whether you're a kid with a snowball, you think, well, am I gonna, who am I going to throw this at or what? In, in a playful manner, ideally, kids, come on. And porpoises, I know you don't have any opposable thumbs, but I, I've had you throw things at me. I'm positive it was you porpoises. And now, so that's your normal everyday podcast. If you're here for the first time, this is a good time to be here because you, you're going about to be like, okay, this far... It's, you can already tell it's, this is like uh, a normal podcast because he's talking and I have, you, you know, it's coming through into my ears. And that's kind of where the similarities, the two paths diverge. Two paths and an audio, they say, okay, you're no Wadsworth or Longfellow or uh, Frost. And I said, well, actually, we're using a Frost-based metaphor, so you're wrong. Uh, just not Robert Frost. Uh, but you're standing there and you have this one snowball. No, no, my podcast, you're going to put it in your other hand. And believe it or not, it's a scoop of ice cream. 
in, in, in you're going to grip it. You, okay, so you remember what that good the quality uh, top of line podcast. Now mine's more of a now my podcast. It's you're gripping this thing of ice cream, and you might you may have a few reactions. Now I'm going to try to say, hey, this is this is this is ice cream's just the right temperature. It's a little bit lukewarm, and don't worry, you're in a place where you can drip everywhere. And so I'm trying to use my lulling ice cream like tones to kind of, you know, take out the discomfort of holding ice cream. So if you can hold that, uh, uh, man, you know, take that, if you're going to su- suspend any disbelief, you know, say, Hey, okay. I'm so, so I'm, I'm with you scoots. I'm holding a, I'm holding a, a round scoop of ice cream in my hand. And I'd say, okay, let's start to do some, you know, draw some conclusions here. Okay. This compared to some a bit trippy. It's a little bit different. You know, it's got some sugary sweetness. It's uh, multiple colors in there, and it's losing its cohesiveness. And it's a, yeah, it's, it's, it's more of a mass than a ball. It's a, it's a cream cream mass, and it could, could be a bit sticky, but, but it's also, you say, well, I could lick it too. And you see, and you might also say, well, geez, I don't know if this belongs here. It kind of belongs in a cone. And I would say exactly, just like you belong in your bed. Talk about a John August style segue. Uh, you, you know, you're 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 exactly right. So it's like you might as well just eat that ice cream, and then you get a nice full belly feeling. And this is Ben and Jerry's latest shame free ice cream. It's got Mister. It was you know remember the sprites from a week or two ago? They they churn the ice cream with magical butters. And creams of fantasy, because this is all, you know, but it's it's warming your belly, it's warming it and melting it. And you say, okay, it's time to climb into bed, because clearly, I think his first thing about snowballs, that was kinda, it was kind of, it was close. The ice cream metaphor kind of melted away and stopped. At some point it was round, and seemed, but now it's just this puddle. And because you don't have, if someone walked in and they didn't have the context, they'd say... You know, so if someone came in the room now, they'd kind of, they didn't have the context that this was once ice cream. They'd say, what, what is this strange blue? And they'd say, okay, I'm just going to step over it and ignore it and go in the other room. Uh, so that's kind of the best, best. So this podcast is, it's a drippy and it's, it's, it's and the rest of it, I don't know. I guess that kind of went nowhere, just like ice cream in your hand would. Uh, and this podcast belongs more in the bed. I guess that's why I said just don't hold on to this podcast uh, because it's already melting, you know. Uh, as soon as I start talking, the sense, you know, when they say when he starts talking, it removes all doubt. And you say, okay, well, this is we're eight minutes in or so. All doubt is probably removed. Uh, but what I really want to do is do this just to take your mind. I, 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 I'm not I'm not 100 percent positive. I'm pretty fairly confident that during all this nonsense I've been doing, uh, you might not have thought about all that other stuff. And maybe you started to nod off and say, well, yeah, I guess I don't have to grip this like a snowball because it's not a snowball. And it doesn't have that hefty feel or that cold contact, uh, that v- visceralization as I just made up, you know, it doesn't have that. It's a softer, you know, like where I can spread my hands and then I say, well, that, that does feel good. A good uh, Scooter's podcast is on the good side of goopy. Uh, you know, if, if there's a good kind of goop, he, he's slinging the good goop. And then, okay, right in that millisecond, I heard from Wonka's lawyers, the company that controls the Wonka Corp. They said, hey, that's a trademark term. But I'm still going to use it anyway. I say, you know what? Take me to your, take me to the headquarters. You know, you want to sue me? Let's do it. But right at your headquarters. So that'll backfire for somebody. You know, probably if if the last few lawsuits with the Wonkas, you know, it's a Wonka family now, and I think it's just a term. Uh, but anyway, that's my podcast. You just hold it loosely and let it drip, let it, let it drip through your fingers. Uh, in this case, in your ears. But you can, you know, if you were to, to take a detached view as it melted in your hand, you'd say, well, it's not bad. You know, a bit, a bit, uh, a bit not bad. It's, it's kind of interesting. It's flowing. It's, it's like a flowing at a molasses pace. Uh, it's tactile-ish. Now, it's as tactile as a snowball, but I can feel 
you know, that little peppermint speck just floated past and through my fingers. And the whole reason I'm doing this, I'm sending my voice here across the deep, dark night because I don't want, I don't want, I want to take your mind off this stuff. If you're having trouble falling asleep, getting to sleep, waking up, you know, I've been there. And I know it can be terribly lonely and terribly frustrating. So I want to just add a little silliness and, dare I say, a little friendliness. You know, I know this is just me talking and you're hearing it, but on some level it might be more than that. Maybe it's not. But for the time being, let's say it is that I'm just, you know, coming by to take your mind off of stuff and, uh, you know, distract you from whatever it is. I want to help you fall asleep. And this seems to work for some people. It doesn't work for everybody. Uh, but if I can help you out, I'd love to do so. And I appreciate you stopping by. I appreciate you testing out this podcast. And I really hope I can help you fall asleep. So thanks for stopping by. Uh, housekeeping, we're on the web, www.sleepwithmepodcast.com. Uh, older episodes are there. You can email, you can comment on the website. You can email me feedback at sleepwithmepodcast. You can get me on Twitter at DearScooter. On Facebook, it's Sleep With Me Podcast. I want to thank Chris Posty Posterson, who edited this episode and did the music. I want to thank Scotty and Jennifer on our artwork and on our honor. Uh, we have a Facebook group over at sleepwithmepodcast.com slash nods, N-O-D-S. I want to thank Alexandra, Laura, Lidalai, Julie C., Rachel L. to the G., Rachel L. to the G., and Jennifer B., who are our moderators. All right, thanks.